If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go. Mind Pump. Mind Pump. With your hosts, Sal Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. In this episode of Mind Pump, for the first 29 minutes, me, Adam, and Justin have some interesting conversation regarding on its new Star Wars kettlebell. Uh, is it a had good, to clarify what I said so follow on follow up Instagram. on Adam's post? Right, huh? got butt hurt. Yeah, because yeah. he said it was a bad idea. <laughs> uh, then we talk about uh, Melissa's contest prep. This is somebody that Adam has been coaching and utilizing the Maps Aesthetic program with. She won first place, killed everybody. Uh, it, <laughs> not literally. Not yeah. They're all dead. <laughs> that's the, uh, that's how we. Tony Harding method, right? Uh, yeah. Then Adam talks about his first competition, and there's a little backstory. He got some uh, insider info. Yeah, Doug, don't forget to edit that piece. That, yeah, make sure you edit out the person's <laughs> name that he yeah. used. Uh, we did Sensitive. mention the Organifi uh, green juice uh, when we were talking about Melissa. She did use it uh, to help her get uh, with her prep for her contest. By the way, if you go to OrganifiShop.com. Enter the code MindPump for 20% off. Then we get into the questions. The first question was, what do each of us do post-workout to cool down? What are our favorite methods and recovery aids? Uh, the next question is, uh, how do we go about talking to our family about healthy eating and how food affects you? Uh, this is a very difficult topic. My entire family thinks I'm extremely annoying. The next question was, I can't see why. Do we believe that someone with a poor relationship to exercise and food can ever rectify those issues? Uh, is there hope? We think so. Yes. And finally, uh, if you miss a workout, is it a good idea to go extra hard and long in the next workout? Ooh, whoa. Wow. whoa. Said that, that little excited. weird. Thing. Yeah, I'm very <laughs> excited. Uh, uh, f- oh, and also, you won't want to miss uh, in this episode. Mm. The best analogy. It was like Justin has ever made in yeah, his entire life. Yeah, it's, it was. It was like Nostradamus meets uh, Confucius. I, I tell you Very what, much if anybody can Confucius. figure it out, we're giving away a T-shirt. We'll give you <laughs> if you can figure out what he was Listen, trying to say. We'll give you a free T-shirt. Water versus ramp. I'm telling you, <laughs> that's it. Brilliant. Uh, Brilliant. Also, uh, this month, enroll in any Maps program or Maps bundle and get Maps Prime for free. Maps Prime has fortification workouts that are correctional. It also has uh, a self-assessment tool in there called a compass that teaches you how to prime your workouts properly. That comes with all of uh, the MAPS programs that you get, so you basically get it for free. If you get the Super Bundle, which is one year's worth of exercise programming, you'll get Prime Pro for free, so which that already has Prime, so you get everything. And if you get the Prime and Prime Pro Bundle, then we'll just give you MAPS Performance for free. So basically... Everybody gets something for free. You can find it all at mindpumpmedia.com. Wee! <laughs> t-shirt time! <laughs> it is time for t-shirts, guys. <laughs> Thanks, Adam. All right. Hello, guys. Give hey, it, Doug. Give them away, Doug. What do we got? All right. We got seven reviews. What? Whoa. Yeah, that's like an all-time low right there. I mean, it's a Four lucky number, it anyway. but it's pathetic. Can I tell people how to leave a review? Re- yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. All right, cool. If I can say it. What's going on right now? What's I don't it? know. This is what you do. Uh, you go to your podcast app, click on it, go to the search function, enter Mind Pump. Even if you're subscribed, you got to do this. Click on the icon, then you can leave a review, and you'll probably win a t-shirt if it's a good one and we like it. Hmm. Thanks, Doug. All right. So we're giving away two t-shirts. The first one to ZStan80. The second one to Spreading the CrossFit Gospel. Whoa. Both of you are winners. They gave us a five star? Yeah. yeah. Yes, indeed. So send the name I just read to iTunes at mindpumpmedia.com. Send your shirt size, your shipping address, and we'll get that right out to you. Even though I flirt with wines like that, I never want to hurt the brand of the company, right? And someone made a statement like, you know, the Mind Pump team is always really known as a class act. I can't believe that you... Oh, he did like that. Yeah, so so I had to come at him, you know what I'm saying? But do it really well because I was like, no, 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 no one's using any exclamation marks. I love on it. I think it's a great company. This is... I just being very straightforward. Yeah, I, I could it. I could be wrong, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like I'm not saying that. that it's just my opinion, you know. I'm a guy and that's and you know what, here's the deal. Like been in this industry for fucking 16 plus years and you know, we have lived and breathed like every almost every aspect of it in a sense, whether it be someone that we've connected to, worked for, worked with 
And so I feel like I have a pretty good pulse of the industry. And when I see something like that, I see licensing fees, I see molding, and then I see mm-hmm. uh, how well are are the brands either or are the brands conflicting, synergistic, yeah. or neither, right? And I see that, and I and what my my brain the way You're it works, like, I dollar see, sign, dollar sign, yeah, dollar I see, sign. I see, yeah. and then I see how high, and then I see, okay, well, what does it fall under? It falls under a tool, right? And as a tool, as a tool, mm-hmm. how many tools do you know that you purchased because it was cool or sexy? Normally, you make a purchase for a tool because it's functional, useful, practical or affordable. Uh-huh. So when you look at weights in that way to, and I'm not saying that because I think it looks fucking cool. Yeah. It looks fucking cool. Well, no, and I think too, uh, you know, along those lines, I, I feel like, um, you know, I see that too. I see all the, all the dollar signs and like what it takes to even like, you know, like are people even going to use them? You know, what's the, what's the purpose, all that kind of stuff. And then you think about like what it's going to do for unconventional tools, Right. So uh, along that end of it, it's like, okay, well, this will get a lot of exposure to, you know, more of the mass public uh, where they wouldn't have been drawn to it before. So, I mean, so you said that. So I, I asked this and I, and I genuinely want you to hear what you say right here. Like, do you think somebody who's never lifted weights but is a Star Wars fan? buys that and that's what gets them to start using kettlebells yeah. or start that's, working that's out. Here, here, that's kind of a far-fetched. Here's right. Don't you think that's a reach? Yeah. Like, you're the, mar- reach. Like no. you're the market. Yeah, the market yeah. for it is people who are really into kettlebells who also are really into Star Wars. That's and it. even that's... Yeah. yeah. That's, so, that's yeah. your market. Yeah. No, I don't even... I yeah. think it's even smaller than that because yeah. I think if you're really into kettlebells, yeah. you want a kettlebell... You're not that- going to Comic-Con and buying a kettlebell. <laughs> right, right. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Is, yeah. And, and, you know, there's there's some hybrids like myself. You know right. I mean? And, like, uh, you know, some <laughs> other people that contributed. And I was like, yeah, you know, just because we're suckers. Well, we're, you, we're suckers and for you have, merchandise like that. You have that. disposable you know I mean? income. You have disposable yeah. income. You, you make, I'd love to know the numbers and see how Yeah, many me too. I could be totally wrong. Like, yeah. I could be totally wrong like on this. Like the Captain America plates and all that stuff. Like, I wonder. And I don't, I don't know. I don't yeah. know Aubrey's personal relationship with any of those companies. So, for all I know, he's got an incredible. Oh, I'm sure he just. Just got a licensing deal through Disney. I mean, Disney owns both those brands, and it was like a business deal where it was like, okay, we have like a certain licensing agreement, so you can either use these with apparel or you can use these with equipment. Right. And so then he's like trying to like make something of that. You know? And that's what I, I'm wondering, like, what that licensing deal looks like. And if you're talking about Disney, yeah. you ain't talking about expensive. You're not. Yeah. Like when Nintendo did that with Vans, like yeah. I would be interested to see what that what that number looks like. And I'm sure you know, it wasn't a good person to ask. Like I have a, uh, a kind of a relationship with the um the you know the founder of Santa, Santa Cruz, Cruz brand yeah I bet he would know so they did I mean that's like all their all their whole business now um but they honestly only used the shirts and apparel and all that which blew my mind because uh, you think of Santa Cruz you think of the apparel but right they only use that f- to sell trucks and and they're oh, wow. all they're all about the boards and the trucks like the <laughs> hardware oh, wow. that was like that was just something that happened in, in excess, but like kind of that, that's what everybody knows the brand for is well, like you, all this stuff. You got to ask yourself, they, they've done it before with the branding, with other things that weren't licensed, well, but that was their own thing. But they did the Captain America plate that was licensed. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's so I'm sure they looked back and said, "Yeah, but was that we're not losing money? Maybe it's not a big money maker, but maybe it's just part of the branding." Yeah, yeah. but the way you know I'm saying, the way I would I would think the licensing would work is it's up to on it to create whatever it is. I'm paying for the license, yeah. so I think that's, this is more I about. Is. I think this is more about. I made a business decision to license with this brand. No, that's exactly, and I'm is. scrambling with ideas. I've made shirts. I've done kettlebells. I've done weights. Well, because I posted two of you. Oh, Oh, on my, if you saying. look on my Instagram, uh, like there's skate decks that one of my client has that um, you know have the the Star Wars um, images on it, uh-huh. and to be able to get that done, like those were the 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 ones that they didn't approve of. So their brand is the one that comes up with the designs, and then they get it approved by. Uh, you know, this licensing sort of agreement council or whoever's in charge of that side of the business. Right. And then, you know, you, but yeah, you have to present them with your ideas, your art, all that stuff, and then right. they approve it. And you're already probably paid so out. You're paying on- for all that process. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So you got to look at all that and then you got to ask yourself. So you this know- might be just a, we got to squeeze out stuff right it might it might be we we decided to do a deal with these people it's not turning out yeah so let's do whatever we want and 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 the reason why i challenge that and that's my thought process on this is because 
I mean, do you have you seen a Captain America plate or or a gorilla or anything like that besides Joe Rogan using the 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 gorilla kettlebells? Have no, you seen I'd it? love to see uh, the numbers. I'd be interested in that. Oh, I would be. I would yeah. love to see it. So, see, this is what I'm thinking: yeah. is there's definitely things that people who are into working out or hardcore into working out that they would buy mm-hmm. that look cool, and it's usually not. It, it would usually be a throwback to the weights, uh, the culture of weights or the culture of barbells. Like in other words. I could see an old timey barbell mm. being sold to pe- to gyms and shit because they yeah, want it as in their a novelty, gym. but yeah, yeah it's functional the, still. Yeah, yeah, like the one Eugene Sand- Sandow is holding, right, or right. like that would be super cool. That's that that's something that I could see, but to have it kind and of even branded, then, I think that would be hard, right? I think even that, that's still very small. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. a very niche. although that would be sick. Imagine having a row of again those going back to what is a barbell, what is a dumbbell, what is this? The, this equipment, these are tools. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when when in tools like this is something that you want to see a progression in. You want to see them as they evolve. They get more functional. They get better and they get cheaper. Well, and I'll be honest. This is what I went through with Axon the whole time I was trying to design it. It's like it, it screamed lightsaber, you know. And everybody told me that like it's gonna be like you push it down. I see lights is lightsaber, you know. And like oh, and let's let's cloud it so it even make it kind of look like it. I'm like I have to establish the fact of its relevance and it being a tool. Like yeah. if it's a tool. I want it to be more familiar to the gym setting and like what mm. um, people will expect as they go to reach for something to use, right? Right. Uh, it, it's it's going to lie besides all these other like tools and it serves a function and a purpose. And so also I want to convey the importance of those types, that type of training in general, which gets no uh, notoriety or publicity. It's not popular, yeah. you know? Uh, so it, it has a long road ahead of it, you know? And so like it has to be established as a tool and, and serve a purpose and all that kind of stuff. And and then, you know, it, down the road or whatever, like I could see like kids or something, but like even then that's such, mm. if you're trying to market to kids, good luck. Yeah. And it's not, it's, it's not uh, something you can use. Yeah. What a, a, a $250 kettlebell for a kid. Like yeah. no kids. Yeah, gonna play. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, not only that, but you, you can't use it. I mean, we haven't even said that we, I think yeah. we're assuming people, oh, yeah. people know that, but you can't use a kettlebell with edges on it and stuff. You can't rack it. Cause you're going to fuck your shit <laughs> up. You can't. I mean, swinging it, the weight is uh, different distribution. Yeah. They're totally non-functional. Yeah. So, uh, well, any, I'm anytime sure, you have a kettlebell, I'm sure, design, I'm sure it's designed. I would hope it's designed to be balanced at least. Well, that no, I, like, it'd be balanced left to right, but the weight, no, the shape it of it's work. different. It's just not ideal. No, yeah, it's right? Not, so right. So, like, right. rubs you, like, right. oh shit, like, yeah. No, I've try racking. Around yeah, with yeah them. you ain't gonna yeah. rack a, yeah. a kettlebell yeah. with a big iron. All of it can be done, and whatever. It's not a matter could it. It's just it's not functional. It's not ideal. And and when you're you're a tool, so that was like. My whole thing. I think, uh, you know, that makes sense. for the most part, I think some people got where I was going with that. I know so it was definitely not a personal jab at, on it. I would just be curious to see. I would, there has to be market research on this. I mean, if I had to guess, I would guess that they have probably somewhere between 50,000 to 100,000 consistent customers. Um, out of those 50 to 100,000 consistent customers, probably uh, 25 to 30,000 of them are like regular buyers of supplements, apparel, and whatever else they are, all the other good stuff they offer through on it. And then my guess would be, okay, how many of those are actually using unconventional tools? And then I would send out a market research to all those people asking them, hey, if we did this, how many would pay extra money for this and see get a good idea of like where if that would even make any sense but i think it's a reach to get more people that aren't into lifting weights yeah they just want a cool and i don't think that's i don't think that's this i mean how long have you been in fitness and before you even started using a kettlebell Uh, well kettlebells i've been in fitness for a long time they weren't around when i first started but they were though around they were in russia (laughs) yeah (laughs) i mean they weren't they were here they you could buy they weren't they weren't here they weren't here you couldn't. I, so the first kettlebells that I bought, I actually had to have imported from Russia. No joke. You couldn't find kettlebells here. Yeah, I had to buy them like as I went through like some of the courses. Mm-hmm. Like they, that was the only place you could get them. Yeah, it was definitely it was Pavel, it was def- Pavel's. It was definitely hard to find. And again, another reason why I think this is crazy is like it is such a small niche market. Yeah, it is. It's already and you know and we're we're close friends with, in my opinion, the and that's not because I'm biased either. Just because the kettlebell kings, hands down, is the best kettlebells in the game. Anybody who uses kettlebells or has used used them or has done kettlebell sport will tell you that, hands down, right? So and there's a couple other brands that are pretty solid because well, they keep reiterating like the importance of you know the. Perf- performance end of it so they're asking athletes like how big should our window be how you know all these like mm-hmm. performance driven design 
uh, implements. And so they, and they keep trying over and over to improve, improve, improve. So it's a different mentality than just trying to it's sell. Totally did. And so, and in your opinion, if you're, if you're, if both of them are racehorses, cause we're talking about business right here and we're talking about two businesses that are providing a similar thing on it's in the lead, but right. they're going to totally surpass them, especially in that department in, 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 that in a department. few years, in right. that department, in that sure. department, hundred percent. Right. Yep. So, I mean, and I feel like a company that big, you have the money, you have the resources, I would have better spent it on either one finding like legit kettlebells. Yeah, leg, like yeah. Why why would you not do that? I'd rather I'd rather dominate a like I would either one try and look into a company which by the way is in the same city yeah. as <laughs> as they are like yeah. acquiring them or partnering with them or do, like that's who I would partner with. I would like right. choose to to partner with a legitimate kettlebell mm-hmm. and Get into the kettlebell sport which they're not even part of right, or sponsoring. Right. So that's yeah. what I meant by the whole business thing. I don't think it was smart. It was a a poor decision and and totally not a, a knock on on it whatsoever. I love the company and I love a hell of shit about what they're what they're doing. Yeah. This is one of the things I don't, and so I was just voicing that. I was curious to yeah, hear. They're heavy other, on the cool factor. Yeah, I want to see what other people think, and you know, everybody had to say it was cool. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, dude, I want to know how many people would actually buy cool this doesn't thing. Doesn't always work. Yeah, how many people would actually chalk would actually cough up fucking 250 yeah, bucks, yeah, dude? Yeah, that is expensive. You mean put that in price out there? I was like, ooh, yeah, dude, that hurts. Right for one, that's, that's you don't even get the you don't even get the other Vader. Yeah, <laughs> yeah all you're doing is single arm work. That's I, it. You can't even do two arm lateral training. I, for the next five I don't. Months. I don't think anybody's buying those to use them. I don't think anybody's buying those for workouts. Yeah, it's, so it's, a two, it's a two. It's a. It's. A hundred percent. It's cool. It you know, costs, it's, funny? it's a lot of money. They're not trying to sell a lot of volume. You know, it's funny. We yeah. might actually buy them. You know what I'm saying? Because I could totally I see having yeah. them in our studio because of the fact the that shit, I got a Vader like, yeah. uh, bank right, right there. Right. Know? I can't right. help it. I, know. Yeah. I would totally get one yeah. for Justin as a gift, mm-hmm. you know, because I, that's <laughs> I what would like, I'd like paint it. And yeah. <laughs> oh, so, I, I so, would love it. So, dude, we got to talk about uh, Melissa's competition, dude. How well she did. Wow. Like, yeah. Wow. She fucking killed, killed it. Yeah. First, first, and second, man. So she, first in the overall novice, is that what she got? So yeah, she got first in the uh, overall novice. First, so if you got first in novice, that that puts her in the category to compete against uh, the overall novice, which means all height category. So novice, uh, she c- competed in the category against all girls that they were competing their first show. She smoked that. She won not only her height category, which there was 15, 12 or twelve or fifteen girls in that one. I think that one had twelve. That one had 12. The other one had 15 uh, girls. She takes first place uh, in that, and then she goes, competes the overall, which now she has to win against all the first place girls that are in different height categories, won that. Uh, and then the open, which pretty much puts her against anyone who's been, like, you could have been done 20 shows under your belt. Mm-hmm. So it's anyone and everyone that's competing there that's just still an amateur. Wow. And uh, she took second in that. And had she been more well known, I bet she would have got for oh that or even you know just I th- her you could tell first time show she had her nerves I could yeah. see she was she you know so the only time that really in the in the novice I thought she smoked everybody not only her physique but then even her composure and stuff so here's what I want what I like what I found fascinating about this because she's not a huge she's not a huge girl she got shredded mm. uh, kudos to her but also kudos to you Adam for training her I know you were taking her through. Yeah. Like maps you aesthetic and type maps training, aesthetic. it works, and and the nutrition advice that we tend to give people up until her contest. What was her daily calorie intake? Uh, she was over. Well, I brought her all the way up to twenty four hundred calories, and then I slowly over the course of the nine weeks took her down to sixteen hundred. Sixteen hundred calories was her pre contest. Like d- that was her nutrition. And that's that's a full 600 calories more than yeah, most she's girls. Yeah, and she's only 100. You got to remember, she's only 112. She had staged 111 pounds. See, wow. it's just, and that, so she's little. So and that's, that's just like a, a proper training, proper signaling, mm-hmm. anabolic. Kept her you muscle. Can't actually keep eating. Got yeah. lean. Didn't damage her metabolism. I mean, the well, proof I mean, is in the pudding. It was for me. It was it was very easy, and I'll be very truthful about this. One, um, she had a, a great solid base. I knew that when I met her, I saw her physique. She's been weight training for years, so she had good balance. I've told people on this show before, I can look at someone's physique and I could tell you if you were built to compete. She was built to compete. Yeah, we saw the mechanics as she's doing some right. some modeling stuff for us beforehand. We're like, wow. Yeah. You know, like somebody that's trained, you know, for a good amount of time. Yeah, looks she's, like that. she squats, she deadlifts, so I know she's got a great base on her. Um, she, yeah, you're right. She, her mechanics were nice and she's pretty. So she's, and she looks, she would look great on a magazine when she's all shredded. So I knew she had yeah. the potential to do that. And she's a very smart woman. So 
I knew teaching her would be easy. And she want, and the only thing that she wanted from me was that that was the deal. Was she came to me and said, "Listen, um, I've never wanted to compete compete before. Uh, I've been you know listening to Mind Pump. I've heard you talk about you know." Uh, competing and, and the way you're approached. And she's like, I have so many friends that compete and I have no desire to do that. And I think it's so unhealthy and it's wrong for the body. But hearing you talk about it, like it makes me want to try and do it the right way. Do you think I can? And I said, yeah, no, I absolutely think you can. And uh, so that was kind of the deal. And I said, okay, well, what I want to do is I want to document it and everything while we do it, because this could be something that later on the road we use for advertising and marketing and stuff. And I thought she's a perfect girl to do that with. And so that was the agreement was, I'm going to coach you through this process and we can use your photos and images and everything like that to share, share with people to market any of our programs. And so she's like, right on. And so we started along and I told her before we picked the show that I wanted to have her for about a month or so so I can kind of see where her calories were and I wanted to push her calories up <clears throat> as high as I could before I took her the other direction. And I think this is a mistake that a lot of people make when they get into uh, dieting for a show or just dieting in general. Um, they don't find kind of where their baseline is. They just all of a sudden follow this super low calorie restricted diet and I wanted to see where she was at. And she's got a lot of good lean mass on her, so... I, I slowly took her and when we, we took her diet the first week, she was about 1800 calories or so, 1700 to 1800 calories. And so over the course of a month, I creeped her up to about 2200 calories. This is hilarious. She hit contest eating almost as many calories as she was normally before you started working with her. Mm -hmm. That's, that's, and I'd say that's ridiculous. It's awesome, but it's just People need to know you can do it uh, the right way. This is incredible. She didn't. She didn't run on a treadmill until two weeks out. Either was the first time she and ever. She was shredded. Yeah, before she got she, ripped. So it, it and it also made it very easy for us to reverse out because it, we didn't overdo anything. So now you're following uh, like a maps aesthetic, but obviously an individualized for her because so, you're training her. Well, we actually followed maps aesthetic to a T all the way until... Oh, the, like literally the programming that's that's there. Yeah, literally oh, literally to a T. Um, in fact, that's how I started her was like I sent her everything and said, I just want you to, for now, I want you to follow this to a T. As we get closer and I start looking at your body, I'm going to modify and, uh, and adjust your volume according. What were the focus sessions on for her? Uh, for her, hamstrings and shoulders. Oh, wow. Yeah, hamstrings and shoulders. And I told the reason why that was, was I said, these are your, in my opinion, these are your money muscles for women's bikini and men's physique. Uh, not Men's physique, not the hamstrings, but the, the back more so. Um, because it, it's what exaggerates that, that V taper. So building good shoulder caps on her. It, one, it brings her arms together and always makes arms look great. So even if you don't have the greatest arms, if you have great shoulders, mm -hmm. it makes you look like you have great arms. So having great shoulder caps, and uh, I said that'll make your V taper be wider and it'll really bring your arms together. So that was uh, an area of focus. And her, she has really good legs. She just needed to put more focus on her hamstrings. Uh, she's very quad dominant. So uh, we laid off a lot of squats, and, and that was a small modification too. In in Maps Aesthetic, is I pulled out a lot of quad dominant movements, and any leg exercises I had her doing, they were more uh, hamstring mm -hmm. focused. So I had a lot of sumo deads in there and stiff legged deadlifts. I started focusing more on the posterior chain. So that was the main modification, and I and I just over time I I, I progressed her volume faster than. Uh, it's organized in the MAPS uh, Black program. So in the MAPS mm -hmm. Black, we basically want you to go all the way through around before you start building upon that. Sure. With but her, she was starting out at a higher level. Right, right. She you was already at a higher up. level. And plus, again, we we have a time that we're working mm -hmm. on. So this mm -hmm. is how I'm going to scale her up. Now, so now I know. Did, uh, did she, you think that she got like the itch to, to compete and keep going forward with this? Or is she kind of just like. 100% she's addicted yeah, now, right? Yeah. And because especially well, since bro, she she's got she pro. She, that doesn't Yeah, pro I mean, she won like right, right out of the, the gates. But I just remember her kind of like going into this he with hesitance a little bit because she right. wasn't like super into uh, doing this to begin with and was trying to kind of more make a point of like, this is how you can do it the right way and healthy, all this kind of stuff. And it's funny because her and I really didn't spend a lot of time talking about this because I never wanted to be influencing her either way. Like I didn't want uh, my experience to be her experience. I wanted her to have her own experience with this. Um, I, I just gave her, uh, it gave her a little bit of foresight on some things to look for in the industry, what to expect with judging. So when I didn't ever tell her, even though in the back of my head, I had, I had high expectations for her placing, 
I knew that um, it could go any direction um, with the judging and stuff. And so I made it. I made her know that that listen, you know, I don't have like a great name in bodybuilding. <laughs> you know, I might yeah, I, people might yeah. know me a little bit. Yeah, you know, but, yeah. uh, I'm not. Just I don't, tell them Adam sent you. Yeah, yeah, like I don't. I, and that's actually why you'll, if you actually look at her Instagram and stuff like that, she's not repping me at all. I didn't want her to. I said, you know, I don't think you should. Like. I honestly have been out of the I've been out of the circuit for over two years, and I don't know how the the company feels about me because I've openly shared a lot about uh, competing, and I'm obviously not a huge advocate, even though I did it right. So, I she kept it really quiet, just referred to me as coach all the time, but never really talked to about uh, me personally. Now you said you had talked to some of the judges or something over there oh, God. about the whole thing. You want to get into that? Yeah, I don't know. Ooh. I mean, do you? Or well, well, it like juicy? No, it was so. I you guys have heard me share the story about my very first show and my placing. Yeah. Do you remember what I, I told you guys? I don't know if you guys remember this. So, and this is important to get this because this is a crazy part about the the story is. I went. I went to take Melissa backstage, and uh, one of my buddies. He's worked for uh, Muscle Sport for a very long time, which is one of the, there's two main companies: Spectrum Fitness, Muscle Muscle Contest, Muscle Sport. Sorry, three that host all these big shows, and he's worked for them for over four years. Well, he's working the show, and I find out the day before, so I call him up, my buddy Raj, and uh, I, I get backstage, and they see me uh, walking in. I'm carrying one of the cameras. And uh, she's got her bag, and I got no bracelet. And they're like, hey, you can't come in here. And you definitely can't come in here with that camera. And I'm like, oh, I'm not shooting the camera. I'm like, it's all good. And so that, and I see my my boy Raj like, across the room. And, I, and I'm like, yeah, no, I'll just wait here. And I, I made eye contact, and he come over. And he came over. And as soon as they saw me talking to him, uh, they kind of left me alone for a little bit. So he introduces me to one of the main guys, and uh, he's also uh, one of the head judges, right? And he walks up to him and he goes, "Hey, bro, this is uh, this is Adam Schaefer. Do you remember him?" And he's like, "Oh, you know, he's looking at me like he doesn't remember me at all." And and he goes, and he starts like talking all about mind pump and oh no, and, oh yeah, totally embarrassing. This guy's got like thirty plus years on me, so he's an older guy. And he's and my buddy's like name dropping me and talking about YouTube and Facebook and Instagram <laughs> and it's all social media stuff. This guy's like fucking come on. This guy probably doesn't even know how to turn on a podcast, right? Yeah. <laughs> so like I'm feeling embarrassed for him because my buddy keeps like I can't believe you don't know him. This he was a pro. He's this. He's telling him all that stuff to him. I'm like oh god, dude, just uh, it's no big deal. He doesn't know who I yeah, am, right? Yeah. But I know what he was trying to do. He was trying to get me a wristband for free so I could hang out mm-hmm. in the back because no one's supposed to be back there except for people that are working and the and the and all the um, competitors. So uh, he we end up like kind of chopping it up, lied about the show a little bit, and then he walks away and he goes, he snaps his fingers and he goes, I know who you are. He's like, Adam Schaefer, oh my God, dude, I judged your first show and I judged your USAs. He goes, Boy, and then he starts talking about uh, one of the other judges, one of the head judges. He goes, "She sure didn't like you." And the, he tells me what? the whole backstory what? on this day. So, if you remember the story, I told you guys, I came out on stage, and this is the only time I've ever seen this happen. Is it happened to me, where in pre-judging, you pretty much know what place you're going to get, and so I come out on stage, and in the morning show. These guys don't even call me in the first lineups. So that means I'm taking sixth place or worse. Now, why that was a big deal to me was this is the show I tell you guys that when I unzipped backstage, literally all the bet, the like, like, what are you doing? All the fittest dudes walked over to me like, who are you? Who's your coach? Oh my God, asking me all these questions. I hope I get second to you. Like, already everyone conceded. I hadn't even hit stage yet. All the competitors in the back already tell me. So, of course, I went out there super confident. I felt good. Hitting stage, all all my competitors telling me how great I look. Get out there. Don't even get first call-outs. I'm standing next to the guy that's at fourth and fifth, and I'm looking at him, and I'm like, dude, it's not even even close. Not even close. And so I'm pissed, but I'm trying not – you can't act like that because you're trying to smile. You're supposed to be all whatever. So I leave that night, and I talk to my buddy, my buddy Raj, who works. I'm like, dude, what the fuck? He's like, dude, I don't know what happened. That's crazy. I don't know. I don't know. So this guy tells me. So let me explain how judging works. You've got your, your, your five judges. Out of the five judges, you have one head judge. The head judge decides who the first five are out. And then the rest of those judges say, oh, he's first, he's second, he's third. And then they look at everyone's scoring together. It's each, not like a dog show. Right. Yeah. So 
they do this, but so that day, everybody, every other judge either placed me, and he tells me all this. He's like, every judge placed you first place or second in the entire show. Oh wow! The head judge didn't even put you in top five. So what was her deal? She well, she told they got. She said at, so during the break they got into a fight about me, and so they were. They he said they were going back and forth and they were arguing, and she's like. Too, this is too much. We have to stop it somewhere. It's he's way too ripped. He's too muscular, and so that was. Oh, she, you got dinged for it. So yeah. So she was, and so she was like, "We we need to make a statement." And they're all like, "You can't. You this is too. This is not fair. Like this guy looks great." Da da da. da and they're going, and then they're all fighting for my case. And so it, it, the compromise was they bumped me to fourth place. Which keeps me from com- competing at nationals. You have to get top three mm-hmm. to get qualified for nationals. Was this your very first show? Very first show. Yeah, I was there. Yeah, I remember that. I was so, like, "What the fuck? How? There's no way." Yes. Yeah. So I remember that. that's the and so he told me all the backstory of that, and I've never heard that before. Of course, <laughs> I've shared. I've told the story on Mind Pump before, and yeah. I'd shared all that, but to actually hear. And then he told me that he remembered USA's. He's like, "Oh man, what a, that was you and Devin Lynn. He even told me the reason why I didn't win. Then he's like. You know, they came down to all the judges. It was one other judge and and he's all and me and we were going back and forth. He liked Devin because he liked a little bit harder look. I liked you, skin complexion, everything was so much better. But it, you guys were neck and neck. I said no, that was I. We him and I got flip flopped like ten times. I've never seen that happen uh, before. So yeah, he, he put it all together and then we ended up chopping it up forever. He gave me a pass for hanging out back that's there. That's some bullshit. But what a what a crazy yeah, like, that world <laughs> is so funny. I know, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, but it just shows you like that's how this shit works, right? right. Like I mean. You know, people talk all the time. There's no metrics. There isn't. There is. It's so. It's so objective. Subjective. Subjective. And all it takes is one person like that to not like, not like you, especially if it's It's crazy. Especially if it's the head judge because they dictate who comes out in that top five. (laughs) You can never compete again. (laughs) Oh, after mind pump. Right. So I told Melissa, "Don't tell them who you're with. Just go up Uh, there and go do your thing." Right. (laughs) Yeah. No, she she absolutely smart killed it and uh looked awesome uh super super proud. did it all the right way good yeah. strength good performance i definitely think uh, i mean i had a lot of people inbox me that actually would love to hear her get interviewed by us so maybe we'll have maybe her, we'll do that yeah, yeah maybe we'll have her come on i know people are going to ask um and i know she had worked out a small sponsorship through organified what supplements did she use did she use any of them consistently the, up until the contest the only things that she was using uh was the the green juices and the occasional uh protein shake okay and, and that was it what oh. did she like what was it about the green juice because you're obviously coaching or you can see changes or whatever well what was I, I, the way i told her to to intermittently put it in there was is the same way that i use it is mm-hmm. you're you know and i know this from competing too like sometimes when you're making food in bulk like making vegetables in bulk kind of sucks sometimes like it's nothing's grosser than two-day-old right. freaking asparagus or like that <laughs> like and you don't need to be yeah, that miserable day of you want to make it yeah. right so I, and i told her like so if you're there's days where you can't get enough of your greens or like that and you know you're not getting it at every one of your meals you know that's where you use it and supplement it and so you know she and was she, cons- did. she was consistent with that yeah we use cool. that all the way till the towards the end because once again i'm pulling all you want to pull anything that yeah you, you don't know yeah exactly, exactly. yeah exactly so anything i'm not 100 percent sure exactly to the calorie what it is and the sodium and stuff like that we're manipulating at the end so and that was an additional 25 calories so at that point we were down to counting every calorie mm-hmm, too mm-hmm. so well good deal yeah it was cool bring it bring the bird this quaz brought to you by organifi for those days you fall short on getting your organic veggies or whole food nutrition, Organifi fills the gap with laboratory-tested certified organic superfoods to help give your health and performance the added edge. Try Organifi totally risk-free for 60 days by going to Organifi.com. That's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com. And use the coupon code MINDPUMP for 20% off at checkout. Our first question is from Life of Symmetry. What's each one of your favorite post-workout cool-down methods and recovery aids? Hmm. Ooh. Not, uh, not a protein shake. D- I don't not know if we... Me. Okay, a favorite post... Because I'm going to say, I, don't, I definitely don't have a ritual that I do here because... I wash my groin. Yeah. Um, That's smart. I, I know... T- I can give you some recovery aids, tools that I, uh, that I use. Like, I love cryotherapy. Um, I just 
fell off the ladder, and I've been dealing with swelling. No, no, no. He literally fell off a ladder. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> this isn't a metaphor. Yeah, he's not making a metaphor. He was on a ladder, yeah. and at he the fell. very top, and he fell. And he uh, fell. Uh, and I really fucked, slow. I it fucked was like, myself up. That's why I'm dwindling away right now. For those that are noticing, like it's been two weeks since I've lifted. Um, so yeah, so I, <laughs> I've been using the cryotherapy, and God, I feel amazing every time I get it. You can just, I, you can. With something like that, where I have an acute injury, you can see yeah. the swelling come down. Like I can, I walk in, my back is all swollen. There's like a lump, yeah. and then you go in there, and it's like pfft, all the way gone. I'm gonna be honest. Like watching really big dudes fall is fucking hilarious. <laughs> like, did you, did you see him go down though? Yeah, it was like, <laughs> fuck you, bro. It <laughs> took you. so long, dude. Like all of his <laughs> limbs are up in <laughs> the air, and they're like <laughs> huge. Oh, you know? Hold on, you, <laughs> you saw him. You saw him go down yes the i was on the other side everybody i couldn't do anything about it three I guys there nobody holds the i would have tried to catch him or I something i missed it i missed yeah. the whole fucking thing you I was fucking let that way. happen it was so slow you could have caught him and if, if everybody who should have seen that you know the worst part about that is my as a child as a child growing up i worked around my my dad was in construction my whole life so i literally have been around ladders and climbing ladders my whole life and like there's just rules to like when you're working like, you know, always have somebody who holds, like, yeah. that's like in safety one-on-one totally. for like every, yeah. like yeah. anyone who's ever worked around. Especially <laughs> a sketchy ladder like Bro, that one. Well, especially when you're, sta- and, yeah. and it says don't <laughs> ever on stand the on the top, very, the green part. Yeah. 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 Don't yeah. stand yeah. on the top. It's, always have someone hold the ladder. Neither one of those I was doing it, while I was balancing a fucking yeah, you're, 90 you're pound. You're a rule breaker. You know what it might, it head. might be, because you guys know I've been doing a lot of meditating and stuff. Maybe the universe gave you karma for that time you yanked me with the fucking band and made me fall. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that was a uh, that was a mean ass karma get back yeah, there. Wow. Well, you know, karma yeah, doesn't you didn't even like karma doesn't anything. care. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Karma doesn't care. Karma. No, I, I got a scratch on my knee when I fell. Oh, so, yeah, uh, so you cryo sometimes? So I use I use cryo. Have you tried it before? Yeah, awesome. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember yeah, it's you like saying a supercharger. That. Yes. Yeah, I've done yes, that. Yes, yes. Before it's awesome. After it's awesome. so. If you want to talk about tools that I consistently use. I would have to say that in, in the like as far as a recovery tool, uh, that one would be up there. I've I've dabbled in all kinds of stuff, but those I, that's a go to. Mm-hmm. I feel really good. Now the downfall of that is cryo is really expensive, so it's not a, even like a really good deal. I think is either a monthly membership like a tanning salon, which is a pretty heavy commitment for some people, and per visit can be pretty expensive, but. You know, normally that's how it works, right? The shit that works really well mm-hmm. or that's really good is not cheap. And so it's not a gimmick. It f- very much so works. It very much so helps. And it's definitely up there with my favorite tools. I would wonder if the the, the cold from the cryo post-workout, uh, obviously reduce inflammation, yeah. probably accelerate recovery. Would it... Or could it potentially also blunt the muscle building signal? I would think like so. We're like we're finding with other things that tend to damp down inflammation. Yeah, wouldn't you think so? Like you'd want to do that intermittently, so at least then you also like get the benefit, full yeah. benefits of the inflammation. Yeah, because then you have the other side of that too, which is yeah. if I'm able to control inflammation with this this tool, then I can work out harder. So maybe that offsets, hmm. you know what I mean, the reduction or whatever. It'd be an interesting thing to see yeah. because right now the research is so mixed as to whether or not. You know, I, I now research on anti-inflammatory drugs is pretty clear. You take them uh, a lot, especially around your workouts, and you will build less muscle and have and dampen that 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 uh, muscle building signal. And I feel like that's, that's and I feel like taking something like that. I, and you would know this better than me. If it, it seems more like that would be something that would block a signal versus something that would like a cooling down process would be something that would speed up that that signal or process. Like. So the, see, here's what I'm thinking because they've had some studies that point to how you may have le- like lowered protein synthesis responses if you do something like an ice bath. This is cryo is different because it's so quick. So I'm not sure if it if it's the same if it would be the same thing. But you know, inflammation is an important signal. It tells your body to send resources to rebuild and strengthen. And so right. but inflammation run amok is bad. That's horrible too. So it's yeah. kind of like this balancing game. You know what I I'm feel saying? like the way I use it right now is like 
because because you don't use it after right every dose. workout. Oh, right. oh yeah, God knows. No, no, definitely not. Not even close to that. It, it, I don't even think I use it once a week. It's it's very intermittently. Mm-hmm. But I, if there's anything that I consistently do, that's probably as far as a recovery tool or aid. Yeah, uh, that's probably the one that I probably go to the most. But even then, I don't do it that often. And the way I do it is like, okay, I fell off a ladder, so that's obvious, right? Yeah. So yeah, I mean, yeah. that's a no brainer. Why I'm going to go in there because I'm not worried about building muscle in that situation. But you know, we we admit on this show, and I'll, I'll be the first to admit it again that we I flirt with the boundaries of what I should be pushing my body and I shouldn't be pushing my body, and I most certainly overdo. Right, and you know, like yeah. and I think that's that's the determiner for me. It was always like using recovery aids. Like I know that oh my god, I just blasted myself on something I haven't done for very long. Right, and so it's like oh shit, I know that I'm going to get a lot of damage, you know, from this day because I overdid it. Right, so now I'm going to look towards recovery aids, you know, with that mindset. And that's just forward thinking because you know if you don't. The next day, you're going to be so hindered, you may not even yeah, work out again or whatever. Terrible, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. yeah. So there's there's a couple things that I do r- pretty regularly after my workouts that I've noticed uh, good benefit from, in terms of both recovery and improved uh, muscle adaptation or signaling. One is I do a combination at the end of my workout. If I have time, I do this after every workout. I do a combination of s- deep static stretching with uh, tension positions and movements and maybe foam rolling. Mm-hmm. Now, in, in MAPS Prime, we actually put that in there. Yep. We talk a lot about MAPS Prime doing, uh, you know, priming your workouts, but what we don't mention a lot of is we also teach you how to post-prime, yeah. which is also Solidifying very- the strongest, you know, the, the, the best pathway for a lot of, you know, your recruitment process. Like exactly. We, we really wanted to put that in there exactly. because, you know, we... We teach your body to do it. Then we go through the you know actual workout of it. But let's really hone in on on you know what we want. Yeah. So to, so to give you an example, if I have um, uh, if I need more range of motion and I have just excessively tight hamstrings, I'll do some static hamstring stretches at the end of my workout. This is when static stretches are great, by the way, because you're warm, muscles are pliable, you can get more range of motion. If the hamstrings are just super super tight. Then I'll focus on stretching them at the at the end of my workout. But then I'll also connect to the hamstrings at the end of the stretches so that I make sure that I can connect with new ranges of motion that I created. Foam rolling is really good for tight, uh, what, what we would call overactive muscles. That's a, a bad name, but these are foam muscles that are very, very tight uh, that are getting in the way of certain things, so like my piriformis. Mm-hmm. I, may, I may foam roll my teres major minor. I may uh, foam roll... Um, and then I may do some tension movements at the end to solidify the signal. Like like Justin said, this whole process takes me 10 to 15 minutes at most. And then the other thing I used to love to do, I don't do so much anymore because uh, I work out so early in the morning, is I love to go for a walk outside in the sun with my shirt off. I have a theory that the, mm. the sunlight stimulating you know, the, the, the use of uh, you know, cholesterol to form vitamin D is giving me kind of this this uh, post workout anabolic effect, hmm. and I used to always feel my best after my workout when I was able to do that. I'd go for like a thirty minute walk, get some sun exposure, and I used to feel really really good afterwards. And the guys, you know, and I got I this idea. That has something to do with the kryptonite crystals. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, you know what? You know what gave me the idea of why this may be beneficial is the bodybuilders of the '70s, especially the guys yeah, that worked out in Venice in the sun all the time. This was part of their formula, and yeah. Arnold had actually written some articles saying how he he thought it made him feel, you know, better afterwards. So, Justin, what do you do? Yeah, I mean, rub one out. Yeah, <laughs> my go-to is just like straight to whacking it. Uh, yeah, no, I, I mean, a lot like you guys. Like you do cryo sometimes, so I'll do. Um, typically, I'll just run like a really, really cold shower uh, as as a, as a nice recovery, like in stimulating kind of. It, it keeps it keeps me too. I find a lot of times when I work out like super hard and I have an intense session, like the rest of my day, I'm. I'm I'm more on the groggy side, so I, I'm less like charged up if I like just barely kind of overdo it. So that's when I know okay, I need some recovery aid. And so this is one of those where it's like okay, I, I get like re-stimulated, 
uh, by by going through like the cold shower and then also like you know the the lower inflammatory kind of effect with that as well. But you know if I had access to cryo, I would be doing it more for sure. Mm, right. Uh, but yeah, so that and then you know like Sal mentioned, like I, I do a lot of those moves as well, especially the um, you know spent really spending the time to um, uh, open up my hips. That's been a big thing for me and just, uh, solidifying that position. So I'll, I'll add tension like 90, 90 and, um, you know, also in a kneeling position and then, uh, adding, you know, this anterior line that I'm establishing, um, and opening myself up. So that's really helped me because of all the driving I do all the time, all the sitting I do here, like, you know, all that kind of shit really like adds up. Uh, in my hips. So yeah, that's, mm. my, that's kind of like my go-to. And then, you know, like as far as eating goes, like I'm not trying to hit a window or anything like that, but if I feel hungry, like I'm going to go get something to eat. Like, you know, that's, that's my thing. <laughs> that's your ritual. Yeah. Quick commercial break. Hey, people ask us all the time how they can support Mind Pump. Here's what you can do. Uh, you can go to www.brain.fm forward slash mind pump and get 20% off Brain FM for meditation or focus. You can also go to audibletrial.com forward slash mind pump and get a 30 day trial plus one free audio book. Lastly, you can go to getnatureblend.com forward slash mind pump and you will get a discount on Ben Greenfield's CBD product. Next question is from Keto Car. How do you go about trying to educate your family on healthy eating and how food affects you? Her grandfather has had five heart attacks over the course of his life, and after his most recent one, they went and ate at McDonald's. Yeah, uh, fuck. You know what? So this I got is, a story. Yeah, I have one right in the same. I took McDonald's to this uh, situation just like this. You, no, yeah, so I got yeah. a story that's uh, – so she's talking about her grandfather. So uh, – a few years ago, or maybe I think it's been like five years now, um, I would go with a family member to visit uh, to when she would get her chemotherapy. Um, she was, uh, you know, had been fighting cancer, and so you get to meet some people that come in and get their treatment and stuff, and then you talk to the nurses. And I was talking to one of the nurses, and we were just telling stories, and she told me the story of this 94 year old Italian man that came in there that they discovered had lung cancer. So the, the oncologist is like, look, you know, I don't know what to tell you. You've got lung, and he's a smoker. I've been smoking his whole life. He's like, you got lung cancer. So, and the guy's like, yeah, what's your point? And the guy goes, well, I mean, we could do all these treatments. And chemo goes, I'm 94 years old. I don't give a shit. And he says, she says, you walk out and fucking lit up a cigarette. <laughs> and it's like, you know, sometimes at that point, I'm her grandfather may be in the state of mind where he's like, I've had five. I'm old. Yeah. I don't give a I'm shit. Gonna do I'm going to do whatever I want. I'm going to do whatever I want. So yes. that's what happens there. As far as the family is concerned. I annoy the fuck out of my family at this point. It's very, very difficult. <laughs> I mean, I'll, my family will eat something and they'll look at me to see the look that I give them. Uh. And <laughs> I have to be careful because I know I can be annoying. Like, and, do and I give them the people's eyebrow? I'm really starting to annoy my parents. Like my, my parents, my dad is like, dude, seriously, you're getting my fucking Is this like up. recently? Because, you know, my parents are now, they're in their late 50s. Uh, they're relatively good health, but I can see how that's going to start changing if they don't start paying attention. Once you start to hit your 60s and stuff, you don't get away with nearly as much stuff. And for the most part, we're pretty healthy, but my dad will have these like organic like sodas or, yeah. you know, he'll have the occasional whatever, you know, ice cream or whatever. And he's had some issues with blood sugar. And so I'll like break his balls about it. And I'll be like, dad, I swear to God, if you just ate like this, for one month, I promise you, you'll never want to go back this and that. All you get, and I'll set my mom, mom, this is what you're going to do. This is the food you're going to eat. And then she'll be like, well, your dad won't eat that. And then my dad will be like, well, she won't make it for me. And they'll go yeah. back and forth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's this argument. And I fucking irritate everybody. And then I go to my mom's house and I open the cupboard and I pull out the snacks. I'm like, Ma, why are you buying this? This one has the highest rates of glyphosates. And she's like, but you said that it would be good if it was this and that. So I got the wrong one again and I'm just busting everybody's balls. So yeah. very difficult with your family. I think the best you know, thing to do is- Dude, it's so funny. I was drinking uh, some of our, just the green juice. Like, and I was like hanging out and my parents were coming to pick the kids up. They wanted to take them somewhere. And I'm just sitting there and my dad's like, ugh, what is that? Yeah, <laughs> it's green. Like, yeah, it's just like, it's green. And he's like, ooh, like I was trying to describe to him like, well, this would actually be something good for you, you know, like easy because, you know, you don't even eat vegetables or enough to begin with because you're like a little kid, you know, and I like called them out. And he, <laughs> like, I've never done that. He's my dad, you know, but I'm like, I swear to God, I'm like, I'm like challenging him like so hard. I'm like frustrated with it. You, you know, know, it's funny. I saw my, my best friend, uh, hit my best friend Justin his dad is like cigarettes right he does like a pack a day and 
Um, you know, my other buddy, his parents are, you know, overweight. And then I have my mom and her eating habits and stuff. And so I feel like we're all kind of at this age where, so, I mean, I've been in fitness for 16 years plus now. And, you know, when I, when I was in my twenties, like I didn't really bother them. Like I was eating kind of whatever I wanted, trading, working out. But now that I've gotten older and I, and I realized like, and I got autoimmune issues and I can see the difference in what a, a low day, high day looks like. I mean, life changes after 30, right? And, uh, but I made that connection right away, like how important, like the food, the exercise and everything was. And I feel like they haven't because they're still stuck in that, like they think they're good because they don't know what their own body feels like great. And it's just like, I want to show them, like, I want to show you what great feels like. Like, it's not that hard. You just got to get, and once you get there, it's not hard to convince you to stay there because you'll always want to return to that feeling because you felt how your sleep was, your sex yeah. drive was, your hair, your skin, like all of it gets better. Yeah. And they so just don't even know, like yeah. haven't even been there. Yet. Well, and I think all of us probably gave up about 10 years ago. And then why I feel like we're all revisiting it now is, you know, because we know they're getting older and now it's actually a thought that like, Fuck, you know, like, I know minute. I know some people that preservation here. There's, yeah. a, there's a lot of people that have died in their early sixties. Oh, all their so, friends, like, like all like and it's just like <laughs> fuck no. I'm yeah. serious. I'm like, dude, don't you see? Like, I'm like, like, take this seriously, you know, but it's like you can't like uh, it's, it's you know what we should do? You know what we should do? What? I this this might be the thing. Here's the here's the problem, hundred percent. The hardest people ever oh, to yeah. convince to do anything are the people that know you the most or know you the closest like it's very difficult yeah. for me to sell anything to my parents but i can do it to your parents yeah. so right. maybe what we should do is like actually hang out with your mom and your dad <laughs> and, we'll, and you guys that is a brilliant and we'll fucking close each other's families because my dude like, i gave him a, like our fasting guide and all that kind of stuff like a long time ago i'm just look at it it's really <laughs> easy yeah, it's, you know what i'm saying and he passes along his friend his friend is like raving like wow this is so great life changing blah, blah blah he's like getting all these massive like crazy results <laughs> my dad's like relaying this like you did a great job like you, know, you guys really put something cool together here why are you using it man <laughs> you know what i mean uh and it's like now when i go to eat dinner somewhere people have to make con i become like the jerk you know my mom's like well i couldn't get this i had so i whatever you're not gonna like what you're making and i'm like all right yeah. i can see i'm getting on everybody's nerves very difficult thing to do. Just the best thing you could, of the beast. The best thing you could possibly do. You the get, only thing that I've ever done that works. it through your life. That's it. Yeah. Is just be the example, and then they will ask you when they're ready, or yeah. they'll start to change how they eat when they're ready, and that's it. And then the other thing is when you have them over your house, feed them the way you want to fucking feed them. Right. Like my parents come to my house. <laughs> guess what you're gonna eat tonight? Yeah, Some healthy, organic, low starch, and, and low sugar. And that's how Katrina and oh, I, I can so do, are the same way too. Like if we're yeah. preparing dinner, if you're eating with us, like we're right. eating the way we eat, and that's it is what it is. And we'll even go to the lengths when we actually come over. A lot of times, because you know her and I will just bring our food. It's just we've gotten to the point where it's like, hey, we're yeah. not going to tell you guys how to eat. That's fine. Like that's it's your life, and I'm definitely not one to say that anymore. Like we've already gone there. Like you know, I'm here. You know, I can help you. You know, if you have questions, I'll always answer. But if I'm going to come over and this and you want us to be all family and eat all the time, like we do that a lot in her family. I'm like, yeah. I can't do that every week. And it be like, uh, you know, garlic bread and pastas and desserts. And like, I mean, I love all that shit, but I, they can't. Yeah. So you, it you, doesn't love you back. I can't, you know, you can't get offended if I decide to bring our dish over here and eat it with you guys because I want to enjoy the family time too. I just, I'm not going to eat this mm. food, you know. Next question is from Jess G. Veggie. Do you believe someone with a poor relationship with food and exercise can ever completely rectify their issue? Or, in your experience, are these issues going to be a lifelong struggle? Uh, is it possible? Yeah, absolutely. You can. You. It's possible to do a lot of things that people fail to do because they're very difficult. So, uh, when you develop a poor relationship with food and exercise, in reality, it's a it's a it's an image issue with yourself. You've identified with something. You feel a certain way about yourself, and that now has been connected to exercise uh, and nutrition and you've built you've developed these it's it's like muscle recruitment patterns you've developed these thinking patterns these mm -hmm. the way you uh, you see something the reason why when people uh, go on spiritual quests or do things and have breakthroughs 
the breakthrough is usually in something that that's always been in front of them. They just weren't able to see a particular way. Right. Like I, I you know, I've talked to friends. Yeah. I'll tell you what, my divorce was one of them. I mean, while I was in the end of my, you know, my marriage or the last five years or whatever, I didn't think I was doing anything wrong. After you're out of it, I had the fucking like brilliant realization that some of the stuff she was telling me that I was doing wrong was very, very true. Uh, it was always in front of me. I just failed to change my filter and not identify with, at the time, what was that I was a victim 100% and I wasn't contributing to whatever the problems were. So you have to be able to reach that point. You have to be able to look at everything from a completely different standpoint, which means hmm. how you feel about yourself uh, has to change. You almost have to shed uh, your skin, right. and you know one of the ways you do this is you is you change all your habits. If you have a, a rela- poor relationship to food, and you do all this tracking, uh, or you have a poor relationship to exercise, and you you run five miles every day, um, shift it completely. You might have to go through a period where you don't track at all, and be okay with the fact that you may gain weight or lose weight or whatever. Because you got to go through that process, mm-hmm. your fear of wanting of losing weight or gaining weight, believe it or not, is going to prevent you from breaking these chains. And the same thing with exercise. Like one of the instrumental things I did with uh, changing my relationship to exercise was when I started doing Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. Before going to Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, all my entire focus for my workouts was getting bigger. It was always getting bigger, more size, more muscle. That was it. That was all that was important. I like to be strong and big, and that was it. I could care less about anything else. When I started Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, in, uh, in, in Jiu-Jitsu, technique is extremely important. Uh, mobility, flexibility is extremely important. So stamina, which are somewhat conflicting with the extreme goals of building muscle. And so when I started doing Jiu-Jitsu, I'm a competitive person. I wanted to do well. I enjoyed it. It allowed me to change the focus of my training to the point where I only lifted weights about two days a week, and it was zero muscle building focus. It was all about improving my jujitsu, and I did that for about four or five years, and that really gave me a different perspective to when I yeah. revisited exercise. I think you made. I had a, a good, completely different. Yeah, you make a good point that it, I. I see like you really need a radical paradigm shifting moment to happen mm-hmm. and occur. And I don't necessarily know that I would have the answer for that for each individual. Right. Like that looks so different, like on so many different levels, like of, you know, how you can sort of awaken and, 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 you know, like think differently. Like you have to do something where you completely think differently for you to shift and and see new perspective and i think that these require that because otherwise they will follow you they'll follow you it's going to be a constant struggle because it's you know you're sort of fighting a game of push pull it's push, it, pull. It, it, well, definitely those moments but also i want to say real quick it's it's a pro, it's still a process it's oh, not like that, you have a moment you're like well, boom, that's I, yeah, no, I was going to say i think 100% it can rectify the issue i think it will forever be with you Right. I think things that have formed us and shaped us into who we are will always make us like I think, um, you know, you know, Sal and I talk a lot on the show about us both having the insecurity of wanting to be bigger. And and I think uh, that that memory of that feeling is forever with me and it makes me into the man I am today. But I'm fully aware of that now. And it and it directs me with what I say and how I act in uh, in the future. Right. So. I think that somebody who has had major a really bad poor relationship with food for a really long time, like Justin says, I do think that at one point I think you need some sort of a paradigm shattering moment or something that's happened in your life that really tra- trans- transforms the way you're thinking, whether that be an outside source of somebody influencing you or a scenario that you go through in your life, yeah. but something that's transformative and causes you to think differently about um you know about your life. Absolutely, I think. I think when you're, what in this? By the way, this transformative moment, this moment where you got this kind of like glimpse of clarity, like I need to fix this, doesn't have to. It doesn't mean something has to happen. It can literally be you just sitting there, and then saying to yourself like, I got, I got, like, like acting this, on the thought. Yeah, right? like I need, like this is a big deal, and and I need to fix this. And in order well, for me it to takes fix this, action, whether you know whatever it is, it's going to take action. That's the moment. That's yeah. the moment right there. Like 
I, the moment for me with the exercise was when I said, fuck, I don't care if I get smaller. I just want to get better at jujitsu. That was it. Like that was the big moment where I could finally kind of change my relationship to exercise. It is a process just like it was a process for you to develop a poor relationship. You know, you didn't, you didn't instantly have this, these patterns of eating and patterns of exercise. You, they were rooted in something, usually an insecurity of some type um, or poor self-image or whatever. And, but over time you developed these patterns where this is what I do. I restrict my food this way, or I track this way, or when I'm stressed out and anxious, I find comfort in eating these foods, or I overwork out and I train this particular way. Like you've now developed those patterns, just like when you train your body, it takes a second to identify the pattern and change, uh, you know, how you approach them and then develop new patterns. And that's why it's a process because I had the realizations uh, and the, that I need to fix these things and I'm going to work on them way before I got to the point where it be, it's become a natural practice. Like I knew I had to work with, with food for myself and become more intuitive with my nutrition, but it was a, it's been a process of, of years uh, in the making to where, you know, and I still think there's more, there's more to do. Same thing with exercise. So um, I definitely think, uh, you know, and by the way, studies will show that people that believe they can change uh, do. They do change. People who don't believe that they can change almost never do. Never, nothing ever happens. You have to believe it as well. So the answer to this question is, yes, you can rectify this issue. Believe it. Quick commercial break, you guys. We keep getting asked all the time, how can I support the Mind Pump family? Here's one of the best ways you guys can. You guys love that Chimera Coffee that we have. Chimera Coffee with a K. You go to ChimeraCoffee.com. Put in the discount code Mind Pump for 10% at the checkout. If you guys have not tried Ben Greenfield's new bars out, they're fantastic. If you want some, go to BenGreenfieldFitness.com forward slash Nature Bite. Put in the code Mind Pump and get 10% off. Go check it out. The next question is from B2 the IGB. If you miss a workout, is it a good idea to go extra hard or long next workout to make up for it or just continue with your normal routine? This is a good question. B2 the IGB. This is a good question because I feel like uh, there this is a there's a common theme in in fitness uh, with this where you know we we eat all good all week. And then Friday comes along. Trying to make up for it. Right. Yeah, we party hard yeah. all night long, stay out late, don't sleep well. Saturday, yeah. you wake it's up. It's the whole earn your calories kind of mentality. Yeah, and, and you get into this, uh, you know, kind of punishing yourself for missing the day before. Oh, yeah. the Didn't day. even look at that angle, yep. Yeah, so I, I see, I or at least personally, this is in my experience, so maybe the boys have a different one. I used to see clients do this a lot, you know, and I'd have to stop them from doing this because they would be like, Oh, I didn't, I didn't get my workout in yesterday. I was supposed to, so I'm going to run, you know, five miles today or do, I'm going to do this. Or I did, I skipped breakfast and I did that. You know, it's like they start to, uh, almost punish themselves from what happened the day before. And I think getting people to understand that, you know, a single workout, uh, the amount of fat or muscle that's built in that single one workout is so, so tiny and minimal that it's not even worth Stressing and then all that extra punishment is gonna like cause and affect the next workout. You're gonna have you know not not that great of a workout if you're like overly sore and you've overly worked your your muscles. No, if you're pretty consistent with your workouts, you know you work out four days a week, and oh, I missed one. Trying to make up for it with the next workout by either making it harder or longer, not only won't make up for it, um, but it it will probably be a detriment because now, like Justin is saying, you've applied more vo- more volume and more intensity, probably more than your body would need at that particular moment. It's not like you can't add them all up. You know what I mean? You can't, yeah. I can't say I have 10 points to earn and then so I can do them all in one workout and it's going to be the same thing. It doesn't really work like that with exercise. Mm-hmm. Um, not, it, not only that, on that point, this is also how I advise somebody who's getting back into the routine because how many people fall off for five or seven days or fall off for 14 days or fall off for 27 days the further you fall off, or that you have not been back to the gym, the less intense the workout. Yeah, now you got to go. You got to start a couple steps back. Right. In fact, even missing one workout will affect you a little bit, and so having that extra hard workout is not a good idea. And and lastly, sometimes, many times, actually most times, missing one workout if you're normally very consistent 
might be a good thing. Yeah, you, more, more you, often than A not. lot of times yeah. people get back in the gym, get back to working right. out. That's where you, I think that's where our advice would be different on each person, right? Like if, this, if I'm talking to somebody who I know is consistent all the time, like they follow it to a T, they're four days a week and they just want to know like, hey, I, I missed Monday. You know, what should I do now when I go in on Wednesday because I, I, I missed that workout? Well, if you're consistent with four days a week all the time, don't worry about it. Yeah, I mean, that yeah. was probably good. It was probably better for you is the advice I give. Now, if this is somebody who can't seem to get consistent and they haven't strung two weeks in a row of working out consistently and they now missed another day and now they're wondering, well, should I do mm-hmm. extra hard because I missed a day? Well, no, again, your your volume of training shouldn't even be that high. And the further and the more days you have missed, the less intense the return workout should look like, which is the opposite, I think, that most people approach oh, it. Yeah. Is yeah. It's, you know, day one, I'm oh, motivated. Smash hard. Right, I'm motivated to get back. Well, if it's day fucking one and you haven't <laughs> been in the gym for 27 days, it's hurt that much. yeah, it's like Just go do, go do one set of everything and get the fuck out of there because everything everything you do is going to send a new signal because you haven't been sending that signal for the last 27 days. So. I'm trying to find an analogy for this, but I feel like it's almost like pouring water, you know, and like letting it like gradually float and, and, and rise the level versus like I'm trying to like go for this this sort of graph that's like, well, if it's this, I need to ramp up and everything's ramping up, up, up. You know, it's like it's going to take a while for everything to kind of settle. Like you have to like just just be consistent with it. Right? Does that work? No. I was like, oh. I would. I was like, I'm trying to picture this. Right? Damn it! <laughs> I feel like it was working. <laughs> I, I was trying. I was like, fuck. How do I put no, this you... together? A ramp and water. No. It... God, I'm really bad at, at analogies. It reminds me of like the the gasoline one that I was trying to. Oh, that one time. That's my favorite. That's yeah. what I, I, I wish you would do that more. Like the way I messed up on words. I wish because because it's fun for you guys. I wish uh, you would give it. I, I do like the angle that you went with this. Uh, no, no, no. no not, not Justin. Thanks, <laughs> I don't man. know what the fuck it was. <laughs> I like the angle that you went, Adam, about punishing yourself because I didn't even think about that. This is this. If you do this a lot, it actually sets the stage up for a bad relationship to exercise, mm-hmm. where I miss one and I have to and I punish myself with a harder workout this the is, next time. This is what I experienced. That's what's common in my experience. This is what was common. Yeah, so I, and this person could totally not be that person, but I had many, many clients that would do this. I mean, if we're being completely honest, we've said this before on the show that you know, twenty percent of the people actually are successful, even the ones that hired great trainers like mm-hmm. ourselves. Like, just it requires follow through and execution on the other part, and a lot of people don't do that. They fall off all the time and they get into these these terrible routines and habits. And this was a popular habit that I would see clients do. Work. Is they're very inconsistent and you know, then they're on and then they're hammering themselves and then they're off and then they're hammering themselves. Yeah. And it's like constantly I'm punishing myself because I missed You're my on other, off wagon. Right. I missed yeah. my workout the other day. No wagon. It's like, yeah. yeah there <laughs> there you go. That was it right there. I had to make, <laughs> that was the I had to make up for that. <laughs> there is no on or there off. There is no wagon. wagon. There is no wagon. Oh my God. <laughs> I said, there. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> there's your moment. There it is. Uh, check this out. Go to YouTube, Mind Pump TV. Subscribe to the channel because I told you so. Also, if you go to mindpumpmedia.com, we have 30 days of coaching. It's for free, and it's like water filling up <laughs> in a bucket. It's not a linear uh, progression, okay, motherfuckers? Thank you for listening to Mind Pump. If your goal is to build and shape your body, dramatically improve your health and energy, and maximize your overall performance, check out our discounted RGB Super Bundle at mindpumpmedia.com. The RGB Super Bundle includes MAPS Anabolic, MAPS Performance, and MAPS Aesthetic. Nine months of phased expert exercise programming designed by Sal, Adam, and Justin to systematically transform the way your body looks, feels, and performs. With detailed workout blueprints and over 200 videos, the RGB Super Bundle is like having Sal, Adam, and Justin as your own personal trainers, but at a fraction of the price. The RGB Super Bundle has a full 30-day money-back guarantee, and you can get it now, plus other valuable free resources at mindpumpmedia.com. If you enjoy this show, please share the love by leaving us a five-star rating and review on iTunes and by introducing Mind Pump to your friends and family. We thank you for your support, and until next time, this is Mind Pump.